Welcome to Answers to Life's Challenging Questions, helping to open your eyes to the many solutions to life's everyday challenges. We spend so much time looking for support and guidance on how to resolve the issues we face, it can be easy to get lost and overwhelmed. Join in as we provide practical and professional advice to help guide you towards overcoming your barriers and finding the hope that will reignite your passion and help you live a happy and healthy life. Now please welcome your hosts, Dr. Pamela Jordan and Dr. Craig Dossman. Welcome to Answers to Life's Challenging Questions. Hello, I'm Pamela Jordan. And I'm Dr. Craig Arthur Dossman. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Answers to Life's Challenging Questions. In this episode, we'll continue answering your questions. I'm a new mom and I'm getting so overwhelmed. I don't have time for myself and sure don't have time for my husband. Please help. Thank you. Thank you so much for your question. Yes, being a new mom is definitely difficult to navigate as well as being a wife and caring for your spouse. I think it's important at this stage of, you know, now that you are a mother, you are a parent, that you begin to sit down with your spouse and that together you plan out a schedule at time that you're going to, whether you're going to be the one at night, if you're breastfeeding or however you are planning out the care of the child, that you set a schedule so that you both can share in that responsibility and you don't have to feel that it's all put on you. Also make sure that in that schedule that you set out, that you begin to set out time for you and your husband, whether it means getting a babysitter or your in-laws or your uh, the grandparents come in and take care of the child, have a date night, have a time that you're going to spend with your husband as well as time out that you can take care of yourself. Always practice self-care. One of the most important things that you need to do, and this was something that I did when I became a new mother, was post things around the house in my bathroom, particularly in my mirror, that had words of encouragement. There were days I woke up that I just felt like I hadn't had a shower in days, you know, but I saw images on my mirror that said, you are great. You can accomplish all things. You're more than a conqueror. Positive affirmation that you speak into your life to keep you uplifted and positive during this time. Prayers of thanking God for your new child that he's blessed you with. Things that kind of keep you up and motivated. Now, there is one thing I want to caution you about is that as a new parent, there are times that you might go through a depression that is a postpartum depression. And if you find yourself going through that, you know, make sure you're seeking help. If you find yourself going through extreme lows and extreme sadness uh, to the point that you don't even want to care for your child or your husband, make sure that you share that with your husband and you seek help and you begin to get help. You might need medication to help you get through forms of postpartum depression. But enjoy your child, enjoy your life, enjoy your new family and your new child into this house. I, I congratulations and I wish only the best for you. Dr. Dossman, what advice do you yes. have? Uh, thank you so much. 
Of course, I have to admit that I don't know anything about uh, having a baby or anything about, about being a mother. So, so I had to seek the wisdom and the counsel of my wife, you know, with uh, giving birth to three children. And she gave to me a perspective that I thought was very important here uh, with our listening audience. And that's what she observed that here is a mother sharing what are the expectations on her as a woman, a mother, right. and a wife. She was sharing her expectations. And so I guess my wife was thinking first, was there some control issues involved with the husband? Because if the wife's talking about what she has to do, the expectations for for her to the husband, baby, what are the what are the wife's expectations of the husband towards her right. and the baby? <laughs> and that's so why I that said make just, sure you have a schedule. <laughs> Yeah, that was just something I we we were thinking about. And of course, from a psychological perspective, whenever we deal with individuals who are with uh, you know, the challenges about being a new mom, they have different roles and responsibilities, and it can become overwhelming. The first thing that I think about is that if I was speaking with that person, I would first thing I would ask them is tell me about your support system. Who, right. who is supporting you? Do you live in a community uh, close to your mother? Do you live uh, with uncles? Are there uncles? Are there aunties? Are there girls? Are there spirit mothers? Are there people community? Tell me about, let's talk about your system. And quite naturally, I would like to also know what are the husband's expectations and uh, responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And that needs to be also shared. But of course, we can never minimize the uh, anxiety that comes to one initiated to the school of motherhood, that <laughs> when you have the first child, we call the first child in psychology, we call them the pattern. Because when that first is born, the first thing I know mothers do, they read up about everything. Their mama, they read videos, they study, they do research because they didn't know anything about having a baby, but they want to know everything about raising it, what they're going to go through, right. everything. So they educate themselves. So that's a natural thing that, you know, it's natural for you to feel those anxieties it's natural for that to be overwhelming, but we just want to encourage you that we know that you will be successful and that uh, as long as you look at the people in your support system and especially your husband, because it takes two to tangle, <laughs> and uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that you didn't get pregnant by yourself, So, uh, but things change, and I had to learn when... Uh, my wife was pregnant with our first child, Craig Jr., and that I noticed some things. One thing I, I noticed is that my wife didn't uh, as much time as with me as she did in the past because this baby has come in. Now this baby has to take the attention. So it, it's almost like I had the uh, moments of little jealousy. I was glad he came, but at the same time, I was missing 
some of the other activities that I, I was receiving as a man and you're matured, you realize, well, this baby will die if the mother just leaves that baby there all by him or herself. And so this, this baby and the father and mother, they have to work together as a team. Right. And, and I put emphasis in the team. team. They have to work together to support one another and to relieve the wife from these burdens or responsibilities. You get tired waking up at all times of night and changing diapers and everything. Then, you know, so, so you need to work as a team to relieve. So I would like to hear what the husband's responsibility. He should have some expectations from taking care of that child and relieving her. Maybe grandma, someone can allow her to just get off and go do her hair or, or whatever you got to do to fix herself up or feel good or special. She needs to have that time. Right. And uh, that's why I would, I would want to know more about her support systems that those who are going to support her and be there so that she's not feeling overwhelmed or feeling alone. Yes, you're absolutely right. So we really want to encourage you to make sure that you have that support system in place. Um, If you don't have family nearby, you know, call a best friend. Um, And as I stated before, sit down with your spouse and, you know, let him know your concerns and your expectation for help, that you need help from him with this child, because this is your child together. Now, just make sure that you do have that support um, set in place so that you can have time alone and time to yourself and time that you can spend one-on-one with your husband. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So let's go on to our next question. This is a question that comes from listener that says, I can't stand it. I miss my family. I miss hanging out with my friends. I don't think I'm suicidal, but I am going stir crazy. I'm getting sick of Zoom and I want to scream if I have to attend another birthday or celebration on Zoom. Please help me. And it's all in caps with exclamation marks, like four or five of them. I don't know, David, if they... Did they provide their age? There's no age. That means I'm going to have to assume. Now, if it's a if it's a teenager, I could quite understand because this is their, their time in life where they they are turning uh, from their parents as heroes, and they're getting to the moving next stage of wanting to be accepted by their peers. And and from where we we heard the the age old term phrase, their heroes are now singers and and other people and actors and their friends. They want to be accepted. Things begin happening in their body. Changes are taking place. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, they they are social beings. Mm-hmm. So this pandemic would be a difficult task for them. Because they're used to being socially the contact. They you look at these students now in junior high and high school, they're hugging each other and everything. But now this pandemic is is teaching us we have to safely distance ourselves. We have to wear masks. And uh so I could quite understand that situation. 
But then I would encourage them that if they can go to a park or somewhere where uh, they could feel safe and they could walk, and maybe if it's not 12 of your friends and you can walk and you can talk together, uh, the phone is still working. I know one thing, young people know how to use that phone and they know how to communicate. (laughs) And they can type like lightning, and uh, so uh, that that issue. But I'm not I'm not minimizing this sense of of being frustrated and right. tired. This matter of this virus will come to a close, but it's only when people will take the vaccine. Yes, it's good to have medicine, but you got to put it in your arm. Uh, I've taken my first and second, and what I'm encouraging. A teenager, maybe they don't feel that it's your time yet, but they're going to get to you, all right? And so you can do it. But now, if I'm talking to an adult, especially would I be concerned that you you need to get outside and you need to walk, get in your garden, you need to exercise, you need to, um, you know, you need to think some positive thoughts, uh, you you need to do as much as you can to talk with someone so you're not self-isolating or you you isolate yourself. I completely agree with you because as a young adult, as a teenager, you might be frustrated because, you know, you are on Zoom nonstop. You're on class with Zoom, although the listener did not mention class. So I'm assuming because they didn't mention being on Zoom with school or being on Zoom with work, I took that this was maybe a senior citizen or an older adult who was dealing with, you know, the frustration of handling Zoom and the stress of handling speaking with your family and everybody across social media and through FaceTime. Um, I know my parents, they're in their late 80s, and it this is really a challenge for them. My dad's birthday was last week, and we literally had to celebrate it on Zoom. You know, ironically, you talk about celebrating birthdays and all of this, you know, and we had to celebrate his birthday on Zoom. Most people, as they come to milestones in their lives and they're celebrating years that you're having a big celebration. You know, you might have a huge dinner, a family dinner or all of your friends where they can get up and share and speak about your life and you're stuck on Zoom. And so, yes, it is definitely something that can be frustrating. And you mentioned you don't think you're suicidal. Unfortunately, with senior citizens, we are seeing suicide rate increase significantly across this country. And so we really want to encourage you to seek help contact someone if you begin to feel that you are falling into that category of wanting to harm yourself or end your life, you know, that you begin to seek help and seek counseling, begin to share that with your friends, your loved ones, and let them know. As Dr. Dossman pointed out, it's very difficult to determine whether or not this is a child, a teenager, or a young adult, or even a senior citizen who are dealing with this. But the bottom line is we're all dealing with it. (laughs) We're all frustrated. Um, You know, here we're putting on a podcast and we're having to do it through Zoom. And so, you know, this is definitely challenging times. And so we want to encourage you to go for walks, take time for yourself, set up 
appointments where it is just one of you, maybe one friend where you go to get coffee at a coffee shop and just sit social distance and, you know, have a cup of coffee and share with your friends or go for a walk, get on the phone and talk to someone. I used to just call my mom on the phone, but now we FaceTime all the time because she wants to see somebody. And so we are constantly FaceTiming with our loved ones. So make sure you take time to do that not just necessarily call, but actually FaceTime so that you can see the other individual. So that'll kind of give you a little resolve that you're actually spending time and seeing somebody. But yeah, just take care of yourself. And Dr. Dossman, are there any other suggestions that you might have for this no, listener? No, I, I, I think we burned that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just just practice self-care, you know, with all of us going through this pandemic. Make sure you practice self-care. And, and then, Dr. John, I, I just think what we want to say, we talk to ourselves. Right. But most of the time, we're, we speak negative. So we have to learn to positive talk. And one positive thing that I would like to say is that we're going to get through this. Yes. We're going to get through this. We're going to be at a stage where you're going to go back to school. If you're in school, college, high school, elementary, whatever it is, parents will be so happy to send you to school (laughs) so that they can go to work and whatever. And they'll be happy for other loved ones to be out the house. And so they can have a sense of independence and everything. And you'll be able to engage with your friends and you'll be able to hold them and hug them and touch them. We're going to get through this. And so yeah. you must say that to yourself. We're, we're going to get still through this. It's going to be better. And I don't always try to be political, but we do have leadership and we have yes. doctors and individuals who are guiding this and they're speaking to us and they're, inv- they're involved. You know, I don't like parents who, who say, you know, do as I say, you know, not as I do, but just do as I say. No, good parents are examples. And so if I'm going to tell you to put on a mask, you better put a mask. But then you you see me always walking around without one, then that's not a good example. But now I feel that the way that we're moving now is that we, we have leadership that's not just talking the talk, but they're setting an example. Good parents set examples, you know, so for their children to follow. We call that modeling. We want you to just take care of yourself, be safe, wear your mask, be kind, respectful, but think good thoughts. We're going to get out of this, okay? Yes, we shall get out of this. And as Dr. Dossman said, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. So just stay encouraged and uh, just know that this too shall pass. We appreciate you joining us on this episode of Answers to Life's Challenging Questions. For more information and resources, be sure to join us on Facebook to connect directly with your hosts, as well as others just like you who are looking for answers to life's challenging questions. You can find us at facebook.com slash answers to life's questions. Until next time.